how do you change the world? What's your plan? Why do you want to make a change in this big old world anyway? Are you good enough? Are you big enough to execute that change and that plan? Let's tell that story. Robert Kennedy the third RK3 that's me and welcome to another episode of the what's my story podcast how I got from there to here I'm we've got a great guest for you today but before we go any further I definitely have to shout out our sponsor for today's episode Kayla O'Brien Media listen if you want to get your visibility right if you are a speaker if you're a presenter and you want to make sure that you look good in front of everybody go check out Kayla Kayla O'Brien Media. Go to KaylaO'BrienMedia.com and talk to her there. We're, we'll we'll make sure that we have all of that information in the show notes for you. I also wanted to let you know about the audio version of this podcast. While we do it video and while we do it live on Mondays at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we also have the audio version of this at What's My Story Podcast dot live. What's my story podcast dot live. That's going to be on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, all the podcast networks. Make sure that you go check that out. Please share the podcast with others because every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, we share amazing stories of persistence, perseverance, and just plain old grit. Listen, we want to show you how people change their mindset to one of possibility, potential, and progress. We want to show you how people made it through their stuff, and we want to, we want to motivate you to make it through your stuff, too. So let's get to today's story. Paul Carrick Brunson is a serial entrepreneur, television host, columnist whose specialty lies in teaching others professional and social skills. An internationally recognized expert in interpersonal relationships, personal development, and entrepreneurship, he serves as a featured business columnist for USA Today, co-host of the United Kingdom Celebs Go Dating television show, and the host of Better With Paul podcast and event series. Paul, what's your story? Welcome to the show, my friend. What's up? Can I call you RK3? Is that possible? That's it. Let's do it. Is that cool? RK3. Right, let's yeah. do it. Let's make it happen. Right, right out the top. I mentioned this right before we started, but I have to say yeah. this on air is that the production quality of this show, quite honestly, is better than most television shows I've been on. It's superb. Absolutely. I appreciate superb. you. Thank you so much, man. We're, we're, we're looking to get where you and Oprah are. <laughs> <laughs> You're already past it. I'm telling you, you surpassed yeah. it. This is incredible. Love it. Love it. Love it. Listen, man, we've, I've been following you for such a long time, and I did not recognize until maybe about a year and a half ago that we had some similar roots. I was born on the island of Jamaica, and you are a second-generation J- Jamaican family. So, and and, and I, of course, on your website, you you start out with Wagwan, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about when you're when you're around your family, man. How 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 do you act? How do you act? Yeah, this the same way, you know. Yeah. Um, 
when I was, uh, I, this is an epiphany moment, but my wife called me out when I was in college because she saw how I would act one way with our friends, right? Where yeah. I would curse and just act a fool. And then as soon as my parents came around, I would act, you know, a, a, another way, you know, more properly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it was definitely an epiphany moment. And it was at that moment that I decided just to be me in yeah. all environments. And I try to do the same thing on TV, you know, so this is me, the same person that shows up in social, same person that shows up on TV, same person that shows up here. I, I try to be consistent. Love it, love it. Well, you know, I, I asked that question, not because I'm different around my family, but we I do tend to cut up a little bit more because, you yeah. know, some of the patois <laughs> comes out. <laughs> and of course, we, yes. we, we cut up a little bit. So we, we want to make sure that everybody understands who we are and understands what we're talking about when we're in public, when we're professional, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. So there you go. listen, man, I, as I've gone through your, your information and your site, Oprah has said that you are much more than a matchmaker, but you're listed as a matchmaker. I mean, are you sending people on dates, man? What what exactly are you doing as a matchmaker? Yeah, so, I mean, I was a matchmaker uh, for mm -hmm. 10 years. My wife and I actually ran one of the biggest matchmaking agencies in the US, and wow. we sold it in 2016. And nice. since then, I advise a lot of companies in the matchmaking space, advise a lot of matchmakers, and then on TV, I host two shows now, uh, and I'm a matchmaker on both of those shows, right? Married wow. at First Sight UK, also Slubs Go Dating uh, here in the UK. So as a result of that, I think I, I get, I kind of own this this matchmaker moniker. And Love what it. it is, quite honestly, is exactly what you said. It is not just setting people up on dates, but actually trying to find two people mm -hmm. who could technically be the perfect couple, right? And that's something that, uh, you know, it's, it's it's the second oldest profession in the world, right behind prostitution. <laughs> so <laughs> people have been doing it for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I'm but but I'm honored to be one of the first full time black matchmakers. Wow. So I mean, nobody goes to college or in high school and says, "I want to be a matchmaker when I grow up." What is it that? gave you that hint that said this is something you can do this is something that you would have some expertise in what where did that come from yeah so my former career was in investment banking so mm -hmm. i was you know big into finance uh that was my thing and I, i'm because i'm jamaican you know i, I yeah. have more than one job we have we, we invented the <laughs> we invented more than one stream of income if you know what i mean yeah. um yeah. And so when I was doing my investment banking in the evening, I ran a nonprofit organization right there in the DMV area. Yeah. Uh, we had a big deal with, uh, at that time, DCPS, right? District of Columbia Public School System. And right. we hosted this summer camp. And I was registering 100 kids in the summer camp. I was sitting at this registration table. And these are all black kids coming from low income households. And one of the questions was how many parents live in the household. And the answer came back time after time after time. I just live with my mom, or I just live with grandma, or I just live with auntie. And there was not one of the 100 kids had two parents in the household. Uh, very few live with men. And it was at that moment that I literally started thinking about how we were providing test preparation. Mm -hmm. We were providing, you know, English help and math help, science help, but fundamentally, 
there was something larger happening in the household. And that was really when I started to go down this path of, let me see if I could study, right? Let me see if I could figure out how to become a matchmaker. And then from that moment through two years, I literally did study to become a matchmaker. Went back for, you know, uh, social psychology, did an internship uh, with the top matchmaker at the time, read every book I could, went to every conference, and then eventually became a matchmaker. Love it, love it. So you're at this place now where you sold your company and you're you're now a consultant for for matchmakers or you're you're on shows where 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 you match people up, et cetera. Um, what were what were some of the precipitating circumstances for you that really helped you to build your success in, in that area? Because nobody does this just easily. There there there's stuff that happens in our lives that challenges us what were some of the challenges that you that you went through that allowed you to say you know what i'm going to jump over that or i'm going to push through that yeah you know what's interesting is um yesterday i was talking to a friend of mine uh Mm -hmm. shia thousand shout out to her uh, in jacksonville and she actually was reflecting on kind of the last 10 years of my life and my wife's life because my wife and i created the matchmaking business together And she actually pinpointed something that I told her. I said, wow, I've never really thought about it this way, but I believe Mm -hmm. you're right. And she said, Paul, I think the secret to your success was knowing your values Mm. and then making decisions based on those values over the last 10 years. Um, You know, so for example, my wife and I, we value family above almost everything. Um, so for example, we have this commitment between each other that if there's a TV project or another project that I have, that's over 10 days, we travel together as a family Mm. because we stay together as a family unit to the point where we pulled our boys out of school four years ago, uh, which at that time before COVID, it was controversial to pull your kids out of school, especially going to a, you know, expensive private school, um, especially being black kids and then to homeschool them. But we did that because we value family and that gave us the flexibility to travel around the world. So knowing that family is a value and then making decisions based on that value is an example of what has, I think, led us to have a really cool, you know, the last decade has been, you know, it's it's been a a massive blessing. And so um, I, I think that's part of it is knowing our values and making decisions based on those. Yeah. So as as you've gone through this process, as you've gone through the journey, what are some, maybe some roadblocks or stumbling blocks that you've come across that you've you've had to work, you've had to dig a little bit deeper for? And I, and I, know, I know you just mentioned having to go overseas sometimes, and that's a big deal where you have to leave your, your family. Uh, but but there, is there anything that, you thought about or that you've come up against that made you maybe even consider changing direction or changing course before you decided to push through? Yeah, I mean, so many obstacles, right? Yeah. But one of the things that, that that's interesting, so in one of my 10 jobs, uh, I'm a columnist <laughs> for, 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 for USA Today, right? Yeah. And, I, and I, I've had the honor of, of interviewing more billionaires than any mm-hmm. other journalist. And yeah. what I find to be fascinating when you're talking to a billionaire, which some people say, uh, just, you know, it's just a person with a lot of money. But mm-hmm. for anyone in business, any entrepreneur, uh, your success 
is largely tied into how profitable or how much revenue your business has created. So these yeah. billionaires are truly extraordinary. They've done they're the champions if you will, right, of of the entrepreneurial space. Now, yeah. when you talk to them and you ask them about tell me about obstacles in your life, tell me about the last major obstacle, the last big challenge, they typically have a very hard time pinpointing an actual obstacle to the mm. point where what will happen is, is you'll see a publicist off to the side chime in or you'll hear them tell a story that they tell everyone. But when you really peel back the layers, they have a hard time pinpointing an actual obstacle. Now, the question is, is why? Why do they have such a t tough time recollecting challenges? And the reason yeah. why is because their mindset is one of which everything is a lesson, wow. right? Yeah. Everything is a lesson. And this is how I, and I've tried to emulate that in that, you know, we make decisions based on data, right? Yeah. Every day we make decisions. Our life is accumulation of decisions that we make. Now, in order to make that decision, you have to use data. Where do you get that mm. data from? From all of the events of life. And so something may not have gone according to plan, but that something that didn't go according to plan still gave you back data that yeah. will help you in future decisions. So for me, I look at everything as there have been incredible challenges. You know, incredible yeah. challenges. My son didn't want to do his homework this morning. You know what I mean? That was a challenge. <laughs> uh, but the question yeah. is, is what can I learn from that moment so yeah. that I can take that moment, take that data, and then make better decisions going forward? Wow, that's so good. I want to dig a little bit deeper into that in just a second here, but I want to definitely give our sponsor a moment just to share a word with us. Are you a content creator, speaker, or thought leader? Do you pull your hair out every time you try to edit a video or get really disappointed when your videos don't get the views you're hoping for? It's okay to admit that you need help. If you're ready to stop wasting time and start spreading your message, it's nice to meet you. I'm Kayla O'Brien of Kayla O'Brien Media. I help creators in a variety of businesses get a foolproof game plan for their video content. Does that sound like something you want? No matter where you're starting from today, you need to know what your goals are, how to get the highest production value, and how to edit your content to fit correctly on each platform. No matter what your budget, there are options that can help you get started today. If you're ready to take your content creation experience from this to this, visit KaylaO'BrienMedia.com and let's connect. We want to thank Kayla O'Brien so much for sponsoring the show today. And really, we want you to go check out KaylaO'Brien.com so that she can get your film and your media needs on point. So, Paul, man, that 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 what you just mentioned was so good about seeking or seeing everything as a learning point as opposed to a challenge or an obstacle. So my question then is, how do you sustain or how did you develop that mindset because I, I don't know is that something that human beings are born with where we just see everything as a as a learning one we and learning moment and we move forward or is there something intentional inside of you where you say you know what i've got to see things this way how did you develop that yeah great question uh there's a great book that's written on this carol mm -hmm. dewick wrote the book mindset right which is mm -hmm. a book that i i i strongly encourage everyone to go out and and read 
And in the book Mindset, it presents that there's basically two schools of thought. There's right. open and there's closed, right? Closed actually believes that you are born with a certain set of skills, you are in a certain circumstance, and as a result of that, you are limited based on those skills and based on the circumstance. Open is contrary to that. Open says, you know what? I'm constantly developing skills. I'm constantly expanding my territory. And as a result of that, I can get better and everything around me can get better. And so mm -hmm. it's about mindset. In order to shift your mindset from closed to open, I strongly recommend that you read the book. But a lot of the shift has to do with who you surround yourself with. What right. type of content that do you consume? Is it inspirational? Is it aspirational? Is it instructional, right? When you disproportionately have that good content, inspirational, aspirational, instructional content in your life, you'll mm -hmm. see that your mindset shifts to one of being open. Wow. So as as your mindset opens up, I'm, I what I imagine is that the goals or the things that you see as possible, that expands a, as well. Did you have any of that happening with you? Did you what were some of the things that shifted for you as far as how you saw your world and, and where and where you could be in your world? Yeah, ab ab absolutely. I mean, w one thing I have to start off with is, you know, my parents were incredible. You know, my mm -hmm. mother and father, absolutely incredible. And they truly had endowed to me that I could do anything. And I yeah. grew up believing I could do anything. You know, people would say, uh, you know, uh, do you want to be president, right? And say, yeah. oh, but he doesn't think he could be. And I say, actually, I could be president if I wanted to, but I just don't want to. <laughs> you know, it's one of those where I truly right. believe and I never let that go. And that truly came from them. And so that in itself was a blessing. But yeah. then as I got older, what I started to see is I started to understand where my uniqueness lies and how yeah. my uniqueness is actually my superpower, right? Yeah. You know, you think about how there's 7.8 billion people on this planet, right? But what separates us is our experience mm -hmm. and our skills, right? Our experience and our skills. And when you connect yeah. those two, you'll realize no one who's ever walked this earth, who's currently walking this earth, or who will ever walk this earth will ever have the same exact set of experiences and skills that we have. So therefore, we are truly extraordinary. Like we are truly extraordinary. And when yeah. you understand that, when you mm. truly understand that, you realize, wow, I, 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 I'm special. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it completely expands what, what you believe you can do. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I, I love that. And I think I really wanted to hit that because anybody who visits your website, paulcbrunson.com, if they click on the projects tab, they're going to see several things. BWP Connect, BAU, a university. Wow. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, you've got your mastermind. You've got Jamaica school build. You've got a book. It's complicated. How do you handle all of those big projects? These are not small things. You're, you're building a school. You founded a university. You sit on the board of trustees. You're, you, how do you handle all of these things, man? These large yeah. things. Step by step. 
you know? Uh, One thing I I often say, though, is I do have a team. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a team of 25 people that work with me. So that helps, you know, quite a bit. But also, I take projects that fall within my values. You know, I, I have... I have a code, so I, you know, I'm so obsessed with values that I then wrote a code, uh, 50 things that I live my life by, right? Wow. So for example, one is like unapologetically black, right? Mm. There's 50 codes. I then measure or take on projects based on those codes. I deny projects based on those codes. My team also buys into those codes. I share the same values of people on my team, which is also very important, is that values is not just about you know romantic connections. I think you yeah. should share the same values as your business partners. You should share mm-hmm. the, the same values as your, as your friends, right? But the point there is that when you know what priorities you have in values, you then no longer try to balance things in life. I right. think there's a that's a misnomer. You can't balance, but you can prioritize. And when you prioritize, what that means is there will be many things that you do, but there will yeah. also be many things you don't do, right? Wow. So when you look at that list of things that I do, there's a whole longer list of things that I don't do. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> yeah. it's because of prioritizing instead of trying Love to balance. It. Love it. So let's start to land the plane here a little bit. What would you say to the person who is, they know that there's something bigger in life that they that they need to do, that they want to do, but they're just not sure of, of what that is. I, I ask that because I, as I look at you, you've got this Jamaica school build and and you, you've obviously had moments in life where you see something and you're like, I need to do something about that. I need to make a shift. I need to make a change with that. How does someone who is unclear, unsure, but they know that there's more, how do they recognize the thing that is an opportunity for them? Yeah. Well, so it, it, it begins with your belief system, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to believe because truly you need to believe to conceive something. So yeah. it starts with belief. So you have to ask yourself, how can you get into a zone of belief? For some people, that's having a vision board. For some people, that's active mentorship or sponsorship, right? For some people, it's listening or watching a podcast like this to try to get you know, inspiration and aspiration. Whatever you need to do to get into yeah. a state of belief, you do. For a lot of people, by the way, it includes things that you may not directly correlate with belief. For example, meditation, affirmations, mm. great diet, proper sleep, right? These are all pieces that help you to be in an optimal state and that helps you with your belief. So that's the first part. The second part is, is once you believe, then you have to figure out, okay, how do I create a strategy? What's a strategy? A strategy is just basically having a goal and a plan. Mm. And knowing that every single successful business person who's created a strategy, their plan shifts. Right? The plan is always it's always moving. So yeah. you believe, you create a goal, you create a plan to get to that goal, knowing that your plan is going to shift, that's okay, and therefore you execute, right? It's belief, yeah. strategy, and then execution. I love it. I love it. What What are the things that you're up to right now and how do people connect with you in the online space? Yeah. 
I'm doing a hundred things right now. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, uh, my, my biggest projects are, are, are hosting two TV shows. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife and I are getting ready to, to launch something really cool in June uh, on, on travel and food because we love to travel. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but maybe the, the, the biggest thing I point everybody to is I think that uh, West Africa is the center of the world right now. And mm-hmm. I think it's more important now than ever for us to connect as a community. Right. And so I'm hosting uh, a a pretty big conference in Jamaica in November uh, and then another entrepreneurial conference in Accra, uh, Ghana in January of uh, of 2022. Um, And I'm I'm super excited. I'm co-hosting that that with a guy named Nana Kwame Beriako, uh, who's a young billionaire out of Ghana um, doing some incredible things. So I think that these conferences and these opportunities to connect in person really is um is is a big value add for us love it love it where should people reach out to you online paul c brunson i'm real easy uh whether it's on <laughs> linkedin or you like clubhouse is your thing or instagram is your thing or email is your thing um yeah. at paul c brunson um on all your favorite spots Listen, man, it's been exciting to hang out with you. I, I've really appreciated your insight. I've really appreciated your journey. Thank you so much for being willing to share some of that with us today. It, it, it is an honor. And, and RK3, I got I, Once again, best production quality. I mean, you, you went to a commercial <laughs> while we were talking. You know what I mean? No, who's doing that these days? You went to a commercial with the pre-roll? Like, this is, uh, yeah. this is next level. Next level. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. Looking forward (laughs) to connecting again soon. Definitely. Listen, that was an amazing conversation with Paul Carrick Brunson. Make sure that you go check him out, paulcbrunson.com. He just mentioned two conferences. I want you to be there as well. Find out where they are. Find out when they are. Get yourself registered because, as he mentioned, if you want to get forward, if you want to move forward, you've got to have mentors. You've got to be in spaces where people who think big, people who are driven, people who are, listen, who, who, who believe in themselves and who have that mindset for for bigger things where they are. You want to some of that to rub off on you as well because you're meant for bigger as well. You're meant for greater as well. I know that there's some things that are happening in your life that you may not be enjoying. They may not be, they may be feeling like they're holding you back right now. But as I say, at the end of every episode, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story, the one that you've got to tell deserves a stage. Listen, y'all, come and join us again next week, Monday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the What's My Story podcast. I'll see you again.